0: I could have stayed in that moment for the rest of my life, honestly. (laughs) I was waiting until the feeling left and like the Holy Spirit was like, you might as well stop it because you will go on forever. It will not leave. (laughs) Um, I know you guys have heard me mention or heard us mention a bunch of times, but obviously the kids went to youth this week, to youth camp, Y-E-X. It is always such an honor to get to go to YEX, even for myself. (laughs) I am no longer a youth, and I swear I love it even more. um, Now getting to watch the Lord minister to them, now getting to go and see friends that I've missed, get to see Jonathan and Eddie and all these people, and just get to hug on them and love on them and minister with them. It is a feeling unlike any other. We just want to take time to just honor what the Lord has done this week. And the youth are going to come up in a second. But before that, I just want to take time. Words are not enough, okay? You guys have to realize words are not enough. I just want to take time to honor um, Wendy and Caleb. Where's Wendy? Okay, stand up, Wendy. (laughs) Stand right over there. Guys, if anyone deserved your honor, I promise you it's the two of them. I promise you, if you had a kid that went away with them this week, every time I speak to them, my heart is moved by their compassion and by their love for your children. I promise you, it is something that I cannot even comprehend when I listen to them talk and I listen to them speak, and we go out to lunch, and it doesn't change like the same love, the same compassion, the same desire for your children follows them while they eat food and while they're not thinking about anything else. It's just they have such a burning desire for these kids. (laughs) And I just want to pray a blessing upon them. I want to honor them as much as we can possibly honor them and say thank you so much. I swear, we could have searched the entire world trying to find people that would pour into kids and we would have never found someone like Wendy and Kayla. I am so serious, they pour into these kids like nothing that I've ever seen. So I just wanna pray a blessing over you guys. I respect you more than I could ever say. Father, will you just bless their marriage? Will you bless their finances? Will you go before them, behind them? Will you give them dreams and visions and words and good things, God? I just ask that your blood will be spread across their property line. God, that good things will come to them all the days of their life, that you will remember what Wendy and Caleb did in YEX 2021. You will remember the hearts that they had for these kids. I believe that the father was looking down at YouTube. Man, that day that we were sitting at Sakura, I feel like the father was looking down and saying, I have a heart like that. Mm, Blessing in Jesus' name. All right, guys. Um, if you guys um, want to come up, even if you don't want to share your testimony, let's go ahead and come up and sit around here, and I'll sit with you guys. Yeah, Emily. Come on, Ashlyn. Come on, everyone. Come up. All the youth. Sorry if I didn't specify. Um, Emily is going to lead us off. Come. If you guys want to stand, you can stand. If you want to chill, you can chill. So yeah, they're just going to share um, what went on in their life this week. So you guys just be blessed. You know, the word says it's by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Right, so this is Emily Wright. I have known her. I don't know if I've ever not known her. <laughs> I mean, I've just always known Emily Wright. So she's going to go and share what what went on this week.
1: Well, hi, guys. Um... Hi, <laughs> So, um, I've been going to kids camp. I started off um, going to kids camp whenever I was four. Um, Miss Kathy brought me along because my older siblings all went and whenever I was really, they started going and I begged Miss Kathy to take me with her and she finally let me go. And that's whenever God really started to work through my life. I remember whenever I was 13, I was up at the altar, they asked for prior languages and I asked for mine, and I got mine. Just 13, like you guys, okay? Um, And then, well, this time, I really went, I had past relationship issues, and um, it really hurt me, and I really felt like I was pulling away from God, and um, he really, whenever we went to camp this time, I just really prayed for like a breakthrough and that my old ways would change and that um so Friday night is whenever Catherine Mullins came um we were up at the altars worshiping and she called me out and she was like I really feel like the devil has been trying to attack you with um boys or um popularity and that I'm different and um that God just really wants to work through me and that um, no matter how much stuff has been thrown at you from the past, don't let that affect you and that don't let your difference and that your ability to make change um, stop you from making change. And I just really think that um, God still has like more to work through all of us and um, can't wait for next year and see what happens. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, hello. <laughs> My name's Olivia Payne, and um, I've been going to Kids of Flame since I was seven, I think, almost and I felt like this time, I have been struggling recently with myself. I have been extremely insecure about myself. And um, we went up and I was just sitting there and someone touched my head. I don't really know who it was, but someone was praying for me. And so I was just sitting there and I was just thinking about all the stuff that I struggle with, like myself, body image issues. And when I was going back to my seat, someone tapped me on the shoulder, so I turned around, I'm like, hello? (laughs) And she said, "Um, forget the memories that you've thought about yourself. Forget about all the stuff that you have in your head. So I was like, okay. (laughs) But, (laughs) like, that's not that easy, but okay, I'll try. So, since then I have struggled with myself, but, I learned to love myself more, and Wendy prayed for me over that as well. But another thing that happened was we were, I was just standing in the aisle, and I was praying, and this lady came up to me, and she tapped me on the shoulder again. She said, I just wanted to let you know I saw you in a vision, and I was like, oh, okay. And she saw me walk past someone this camp week, and I smiled at them, and she said, um, when you smiled at that person, you saved them from harming themselves or ending their life. And she saw me from like when I was older going up there and I was smiling at people and she saw me being able to save people from harming themselves just by my smile. So thank you Xander for telling me to smile more. (laughs) So that's all. (laughs)
3: Oh my god, I stand on the stage. Hello. I'm Xander. Um, I I used to be very anxious and overthink everything. And when I went to camp, it kept me back from worshiping and giving God the worship he deserves. And on Thursday, Thursday... Um, I was overthinking and I it was holding me back and then Corey came around and pulled me out from behind the seat and told me to start jumping and then I was very like, everybody's looking at me. And then I put my hands up because he told me to and then I was like, okay, they're looking at me even more. And then he said, I'm going to dance even more crazy in front of you. So they pay attention to me and not you. And he was like spinning around in front of me and stuff and then like. It was like I couldn't think of anything besides God. I w- it was just me and God dancing. Um, and then the rest of the week, I was not afraid to step out from behind the seat and put up my hands or jump around and dance. And yeah, I'm more comfortable with getting out of what's the thing? What did you say? Comfort zone. I'm more comfortable. There was a saying, I don't know, comfortable with getting out of my comfort zone. I don't know. But yeah. So, and also thank you, Wendy and Caleb, for bringing us to the camp, and making it possible.
4: How much time do I have? (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Hannah. Is this too loud? No? Yeah? Okay? Okay. So, pretty much, I had always, like, grown up in the church, and I had always had people, like, around me and supporting me, and I've always felt like I've, like, like okay, I know, like, this is what's supposed to happen, this is the path, this is what I'm supposed to do, this is how things are supposed to go, yeah, 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 that's great. And then, just a little while ago, a little, almost three years now, so over two years, yeah, almost three years ago, I started, like, getting attacked with these just dark thoughts, and they were just so intrusive, and, like, they were just, Satan was just whispering these lies into my head. He was telling me that I wasn't good enough and that I couldn't do this and that I was just making things harder for other people, which logically that doesn't even make sense. I see that now, but, um, <laughs> and like I just, I sat there and I lived like that and I just let those things come in and I let them overtake me and they started to rule my life and soon enough, <laughs> and like soon enough, all those lies that, like, I had been listening to that had been going into my ears and finding their way into my heart. They started to become who I was because I thought that's what I needed to be because that's what I was told I was going to be. So I thought that's just, that's now my path. Like, okay, so I'm just stuck here now. Like, I just, I, this is just how it is. Like, okay. But um, <laughs> I, uh, it started to get really dark. About a year in, I like it, it got worse. Everything started getting harder, and it got to the point where like, I was hating like my day-to-day life. I could not even, I hated myself so much, and I just wanted, I wanted to make the end come. Like, I wanted to end things. Every, I remember <laughs> at night, I would I would cry all night in my room, like uncontrollably, and I wouldn't even understand where all these feelings were coming from, because it didn't make sense. There was nothing probing it. There was nothing instigating anything. It was just dark and it hurt so much. And I remember I would pray. I'd be like, God, please, I begged with God just to let this be it. Like, please don't get me up tomorrow morning because I can't do it again. Like, I can't get up and do this again and again. And the next day I would wake up again and I'd be angry and I'd be crying and it would just, it was a cycle and it kept going and going. And eventually I'm like, well, this isn't working. And instead of seeing the problem for what it was, I'm like, okay, well, why isn't God stepping in? Why isn't God doing things? Like, isn't he supposed to be here? I had, it's so twisted in my mind and it started crushing my faith. I separated myself from other people. I separated myself from a church family that I loved so much. And like, even now that relationship is still strained and it's just tight and tense because of all the things that... I at some point let get into my mind because I thought I had it all figured out on my own. But uh <laughs> wait, where was I? Oh gosh. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Oh wow, this is hard. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and like it I was I got so confused, I didn't think I was like, okay, there just must not be a God. I, I lost all faith in God. I did not believe in God at all. And I'm like, and if, even if there is, even if there's the slightest chance, I must really, like, not matter so much that he wouldn't do anything. He wouldn't even give me just the slightest something to hold on to. It was just, it was awful. But then when I lost my faith in God, I lost any even sort of momentum to keep going from day to day. And so it just kind of came to this, odd place where there was no movement. Things didn't get worse. Things didn't get better. It was just like every single day there was a cycle. It was a cycle. It was awful. And then <laughs> and that was just this last summer where things just they were like they were still but not a good still. Not a good still at all. And then um, slowly like I would see it one person like person by person I'd see people kind of stepping into my life and supporting me and I'm like they don't know what they're doing. Like, do they not know who I am? Do they not see me? Like, do they not understand the things in my head? Which no they don't, I didn't tell them. But <laughs> but uh and then like slowly I didn't even see it till later on looking back, I see like this family that God had built around me over time. And again, I was still being held by these thoughts, so I couldn't see right. It was like a horse when they have those blinders on. They don't see what's around them, they just see what they've been told to see. And I believe that this is what I was told to see. This is all I could see. So that's all I knew. And then, like, one day, it just started to finally click, like, little bit by little bit. Then I remember someone's like, hey, there's this thing called Reclaim Church. Like, you should come. And so I did. And that was actually, that was Terry. There he is. <laughs> I was sitting in his office one day, kind of, like, not actually talking about what was going on, but, like, a very sad way of trying to get help. Kind of sad. It was n- <laughs> not very good. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like, kind of. can you tell me? No, you couldn't, obviously. But he's like, but okay, so we're having this thing. You should come on Sundays. Like, we're starting a church. And I had kind of heard about it a little bit from being around the studio. But I would have never imagined where it would have led me. But um, I started coming to church, and it was just... It was amazing because there was just so many people around me who loved me so much and things like actually started to get better. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Tomorrow I get to do this. Tomorrow I get to do this with these people. I get to see these people." Like I started seeing things that were going to come in the future and I wanted to go there. I like things were just so good. I started to feel so happy and so joyful. And then a little while later, of course, Satan's like, oh, you're doing good. That has to stop. So he came and he starts talking to me again. And I'm like, no, okay, no, like that's fine, no. And then he kept going and keeps going. And I'm like, well, maybe, no, May- well, yes. And it was like one day, I remember that day, it felt awful because like I knew exactly what I had done because I had let it come back in again. I let it break through again and it got into my brain and it started messing with me again and then I spiraled even faster this time because I fell from so much higher but and then I got back to that dark place I got back to that lonely place and I separated I started like pushing people away and then I remember people would be like hey are you gonna come to church this week I'm like well I don't know if I can blah 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 and it would just always be a fight every week just to try to get myself around people and it's like I knew that doing it was good for me like I knew it was good for me and I didn't want to do it because I knew it could help me and like I still honestly don't even understand where that resistance came from. But I guess they must have worked at me enough because I'm still here, I'm still coming. (laughs) But uh, I had just, again, been sitting in those dark thoughts. And then early spring, I started like, again, the confusion is crazy. Like even now, now looking back, I don't understand what I was thinking. And in the moment, I didn't understand what was going on, but now I'm even like, well, that was, what were you thinking? But I, like, I got this block and then I couldn't cry. Like, I couldn't get tears out. I couldn't express emotions. I couldn't get anything out that I need to get out. So I turned to other ways of releasing and I've caused a lot of damage to myself through that. And not super proud of that, but It all ended up to the end of a really good story soon. We'll get there. We're almost there. (laughs) I'm wrapping up. (laughs) But um, And then, so that went on for a little while. Just, again, every single lie that came in, I believed it, and then I reacted off of those lies. No matter what I knew, people could tell me, like, the truth, and I'd be like, okay, I know that's true, but like, but this. And then I just got drawn to those dark things, those lies and those awful things. But that just all the way, that happened, continued all the way up till camp this week. And so I was at camp this week and I had been thinking for like just a few days before camp started, I'm like, okay, like I know something can change. Like I don't know if I actually believe that something can change, but like I almost know I could change and I was kind of like debating with myself, like can this happen? Can this not happen? Yeah, yeah, back and forth. Then... Wednesday night? Wednesday, Wednesday night, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Wednesday night, I did something that was crazy for me because I normally don't like being in front of people and I don't like talking in front of people, even though I know I've been doing it for a long time now. But (laughs) I, like, they had an altar call. Oh, what was it for? I don't remember. But obviously, I felt that it applied to me. And so I got up, and I'm going, actually, I think Miss Kathy did say, Hannah, why aren't you going up there? And then I think, it was already in my brain to go up there, but she really pushed me over. So I went up, and then I'm just standing there with my hands, like, here. Like, I'm still, like, in this little bubble. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, that's just what's going through my mind is that I don't know. Because I'm like, I'm so confused, I'm so confused. And then all of a sudden people come up and they start praying over me. And like, I just, they were just so spot on about everything that was going on. God was like, hey, I'm gonna give you these people to come over here. They're gonna pray over you and you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel my love through these people. And my goodness, I did. (laughs) I was just, it was crazy. It just, it felt so good. And I'm like, Jesus, I can't do this anymore. That's the issue. The issue is that I'm trying to do this, but I can't. You think I would have known that by now? But I realized I'm like, I can't do this. I need you to come in. Like, please, 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 just come do it, Jesus. And then I started right there. The moment I did that, I started to get a thought. I started to get attacked by it. Like, no, this is how you have to be. You're stuck here. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I am not stuck here. I don't have to stay here. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And then it just kept going back and forth, back and forth. But then eventually I'm like, just stop. Like, no, I don't have to. And so I'm just standing there, people still praying over me. And I'm just like, yes, Jesus, thank you. I love you. There was just this contentment that washed over me. And I was just, I was so still. I had my arms up and I was just like, yes, thank you, thank you. And then, of course, the next day, the next morning, everyone was like, Hannah, I've never seen that smile before. I'm like, neither have I. (laughs) I've never seen that either. And then um, that was great. Then there's still something. Again, the higher you are, the more he's going to come at you. And he comes in. I can still feel it in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm still here. I'm still at camp. I'm still in this amazing atmosphere. we got to fix this soon. And so the next night at service, I go up for an altar call again actually it wasn't even the first one it was like the second or third one but eventually i got myself up there again and then i was standing there and people came and prayed over me but it was almost like i had started to say yes again to the dark things to the lies and it's almost like okay i could feel myself almost pulling back from this good thing this like these good feelings this joy and this peace and i'm like no no so i walked even farther up i got on my knees and i just laid down Like, I had my hands above my head, and I just, I started crying. Like, everything that I didn't have to hold on to anymore, I'm like, oh, wait, I really don't have to hold on to this. So I literally let it go. I physically let it go. And then that lasted for a long time. There's, yeah, that was, (laughs) that was long. (laughs) But, um, and then there was just a whole bunch of kids that came around me, and they prayed over me and i actually didn't think about this then i thought about this later i'm like okay yeah you're still sitting here and you still have this thing it's still kind of there you still feel like you're almost like you're still scared that you could fall right back into it and like technically that is 100 percent possible it's up to me it's my decision like i have to keep myself on this right path but then i thought like yes but these are other kids who also have things going on in their lives but they know that Jesus is more important, and so they can like, go and they rule over whatever is going on in their mind. And they can go and they can pray over other people, and they can still share the gospel and support other people and love other people, even with there still being a little bit of risk, a little bit of fear. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I can do that too. <laughs> and so I was, I was a little worried that Wednesday then after, but eventually I kind of just... Like, I'm like, oh, okay, just, that's just not a good headspace. Get out of that headspace. You don't have to be worried because it's up to you what your future is going to be. Like, now you get to decide what path you're going to take. Like, you can see things clearer now, so you don't have to be scared. So, <laughs> and then just for the rest of the week, I had this, like, this joy. I remember I called Allie on the phone later. She's like, so how's it been? And I'm like, it's been good. And before I even had that sentence out, she's like, oh my gosh, you sound so happy. I'm like, I know, I am. (laughs) It's just so crazy and I love it so much. And it's just, I'm just so happy. It's so good and I love it. Yeah.
5: Hey y'all. My name is Hunter Cornegay, and um, I really, really came close to God, like a year ago, I accepted the Holy Spirit in my life, <sighs> why, why am I going to cry, um, and uh, like I really came close to God, but then He would like tell me, like spread God's word to this person. And I'd be like, no, I'm gonna be embarrassed. I don't wanna do that. And like, but I would still read the Bible and stuff and I was still connected to God, but I would just still, I would hold back. Like I could talk to God about my close friends, but I couldn't tell this person who didn't know anything about God about him. Or if I did, like I would invite him to church, but then that would kind of be it. So I just really wouldn't step out of my comfort zone and uh, coming into YEX, I've never been to YEX, I never, now looking back, I've never been to a camp like YEX. And um, Caleb would say, you can set the bar as high as you want to. And uh, I told God, just, you know, do what you want, have your way, because it's, it's not about me, it's about you. And um, so, they would, uh, Pastor Matt called, or he got up on stage and it was like, if you wanna pray for people, you know, if God's telling you to do that, then do it. And um, I prayed for Hunter and Jackson. But then like the next night, I closed my eyes and asked God, who do you want me to pray for? And he was like, girl to the right, girl to the right. And I held back because I didn't I didn't know her, so I didn't want to, like, speak to her out loud. So I just, you know, prayed about her in my head. And Caleb, I talked to Caleb about that. He was like, that's good. You're obeying God, but, you know, you need to go more. And I, uh, I told myself, I said, if you're not going to step out of your comfort zone and pray for someone you don't know at church camp, how are you going to do it in the real world? So so the next night there was this guy and i closed my eyes and he just was like guy to and like he was like huh yeah god highlighted him and so i just i prayed for him out loud this time and so so it helped me to step out of my comfort zone and i caleb helped me a lot because i talked to him a lot about that and The other thing is, I asked God, I said, give me a hunger, because when I would read my Bible after, I'd be like, you know, 20 minutes is good, but I'd just be ready to go do something else, and so that night, I was telling Caleb and the guys, after the sermon, I asked God for the hunger, and like, I had a visual in my in my like right here in my core that like god put this like cup there and that like the like when i would worship in the sermon it would just like drip down and eventually it kept on pouring and i felt it pouring down and i asked god i said i said let this go out through my whole body like let it let me like really feel it so yeah, YEX was amazing. I stepped out of my comfort zone and I have more of a. I, I had a want for God, but now I just like, I can't get enough. Like, I don't want to be satisfied. I want to leave church, you know, wanting more, not just saying that's enough. So, yeah.
0: Um, Let's go ahead and stand real quick, guys. Um, Scarlett, you can dim the lights again. You guys can stay up here. Um, You know, I had, obviously, we had a message prepared, and we could have done things a lot of different ways, but let's just try to honor the Holy Spirit and see what he's wanting to do. You know, the great thing about the kingdom. There are so many amazing things about the kingdom. But God has a burning heart and a burning passion for you and a burning love for you. And when someone else in the kingdom, when my brother Xander gets something, (laughs) and I go, God, that sounds really good. Can I receive that for me too? And he goes, yeah, sure. Here you go. (laughs) And then I go, well, that sounded really good. Can I get that too? And he goes, yeah, sure, you want it? Here you go. God just wants to pour out love. He wants to pour out affection, and he wants to set you free. He wants to truly set you free. So um, man, there's so many different ways we could do this. Um, If one, one of their testimonies stood out in particular, and you you have something, you know, you don't you didn't get to go to a camp this week. We're gonna um, we're gonna enter into worship. I think we're gonna do some prayer time. We might have some of the kids um, pray. But if you wanna have an encounter like they were talking about, where Hunter said at the end, where I just want a hunger for you, God. Where Hannah talked about being set free. I promise you, if you guys didn't talk to Hannah. Last week, I have never heard her say more than three words in a sentence without looking at the floor. All right, this is a girl's favorite word was, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And that's all she would repeat back to you. This is someone that has been completely marked, changed, and set free because of Jesus. What she was saying was absolutely true. I have never seen her smile. (laughs) never seen her smile. And we know her. We've seen her. She used to help me teach in that other room. I used to see her every day of the week, all right? I have never seen her like this. And that's what God can do. He can completely flip a situation. He can completely change a situation. So if that's you, if you want a a change in your life, would you guys hold up your hands if you say, you know what? I want to be set free. You know what? I want breakthrough. You know what? I want hunger. Um, OK, so if that's you and you guys, John, why don't you come up here, come stay in the middle. Wendy, Caleb, and all the kids, stay over here. Um, if that's you guys, we'll do it real quick. I'm going to come stand over here too. If you guys just want a fresh anointing, a fresh filling, if you want to be set free from anything, let's go ahead and step into the aisle you want to come up front but just step into the aisle and we're going to go into worship and i'm going to be over here too and if you're okay the kids are just going to come through and just say a quick prayer for you for me john's going to come through and wendy and caleb and we're just going to enter into the same holy spirit that they met at camp and we get to meet him here you guys continue we're going to keep going for a little bit longer however long god wants to go but You know, maybe you've never got to experience like the power of God, because you can be in church for a long time and never experience the power of God. And you know, your kids got to experience the power of God. And it's such an honor, like I said, to go and minister. And I could share so many stories about getting to experience and watching people be healed and listening to words of knowledge, and I could just go on for, for hours. I know um, when I got there, Jonathan was telling me about how he got to feel a metal plate dissolve inside of somebody's body. And you know, there's just so much power and a lot of times you can't, um, you know, if you guys are familiar with words of knowledge, a word of knowledge is just when you go up to somebody and you know something about them that you really have no way of knowing. And a lot of times you can't remember them, but I remember I was ministering. I was just praying with this husband, this wife. And I had said a bunch of stuff to his wife. And I can't remember what it was, but she was crying. And I just kind of went in a little bit deep. And I looked at him and I said, hey, you know what? You are an amazing husband. And you are an amazing provider. And I said, you are a great husband. And you are a great provider. And I just repeated myself, I don't know, maybe eight or nine times. And he's looking at me with the straightest face in the world. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, does that make sense? I said, I don't know why I'm saying that. But I just keep saying it over and over, because I just feel the Holy Spirit saying, you are an amazing father, and you are a great provider. You are an amazing husband, and you are a great provider. And he looks at me, and all of a sudden, he just starts crying. Tears start dripping from his face. And he said, he said, we just had a falling out with her family. And their family looked at me, and they said that I'm a horrible husband, and I can't provide for my family. And he said, I just keep feeling that in my spirit. And I know it's not true, but I just keep hearing it in my head that I'm an awful husband, and that I can't provide for my family. And I said, well, obviously, you know that. There's no way I could ever know that. And I said, but guess what? The Holy Spirit is singing that over you. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. (laughs) A lot of times, our biggest struggle in life, he's singing over us the complete opposite, going, no, you are more than enough. You are a conqueror. Follow me. Follow me. And what takes the step, I was just telling Hannah. She told the story about Wednesday night where she got set free. Tuesday night, we were sitting in front of the lobby, and she was looking at me, and she was the old Hannah. And I said, it takes your yes, Hannah. I said, I can't cast something out of you. I can't change your life unless you are willing to take a step forward and go, here it is, God. And when she was telling that story, it was the most beautiful image to so watch her walk up to the altar and put both hands up in the air. And here go, Jesus, here I am. That's what sets you free. Just being able to take a little step out, like Xander said, a little step out of your comfort zone and go, Jesus, this is my yes. I'm willing to be all in for you. And you know the thing about being all in is if you have that thought where you go, well, do I have to give this up? The answer is yes. If something comes to mind where you go, do I have to give this up? The answer is yes, you have to give it up. That's what it's about, being all in. So they're going to pray again, and I know the kids are going through. So if you guys want, you know, just lift up your hands and get all in for a minute. (laughs) All right? He is so good. He is so worthy of praise, and he will change your life for the better, I promise you. All right, guys. Obviously, this is a little bit of a different um, Sunday, I know. We're going later. If you guys want to leave, of course, feel free if you guys need to go get lunch or something. But I want to share this verse for you. This is um, Matthew 19. Throw it on the screen, Scarlett. Stay right where you are, okay? Let's just read it from the screen. It says, someone came to Jesus with this question. Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Remember, guys, this is the Christian question, right? I want you to think for a second, how would your pastor answer this question? How would you answer this question if someone walked up to you and said, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And this is Jesus. He said, why ask me about what is good, Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. So you were meant to have connection and communication with God. Here is Jesus in the flesh walking on the earth. And he goes, why are you asking me when there's only one? (laughs) You were created to have connection with the Holy Spirit, to have connection with God, such connection that Jesus looked at his disciples and said, it is so much better for me to leave. I'm going to be honest, guys. Sometimes I long for the flesh of Jesus and not the power of the Holy Spirit. I go, if I could just talk to you verbally, and I know Jesus would look at me and go, no, it's better, Corey. It's better. you got to learn to talk to the Holy Spirit. And he said, but to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones, the man asked? And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. And he says, honor your father and mother. You know, I was telling Allie last night, I said, I hate getting down and talking about the depth of the spirit when we can't even honor our father and mother. I was like, I don't want to get down and release heavy revelation when people can't even honor their wives, their husbands, and their mothers, and their fathers like, come on, it's got to start with this. It's got to start with this. And he goes, love your neighbor as yourself. And the man replied, I've obeyed all of these commandments, the young man replied. Look, he wants more. (laughs) And he goes, what else may I do? And Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Look what he says next. Then come and follow me. But the young man that heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Remember, Mary and Martha had many possessions. I just fell off the stage. Mary and Martha had many possessions. The problem wasn't the possessions. Jesus looked into his heart, and he goes, you know what? If I'm going to have all of it, you're going to have to let that go. How many of you guys know if it was down to selling all of your possessions, there would not be many people in eternal life? He looks at the person's heart and he goes, this is what's holding you back. If you give someone a chessboard and you hold back the king, how many of you guys know the chessboard is no longer worthy to play? It is worthless. And a lot of us gift our chessboard, our life to Jesus, and we hold on to one little pawn and we go, I'm just going to keep this one in my back pocket. And Jesus looks at it and he goes, I can't do anything with this. I need the whole board. I need every pawn, every bishop, every queen, every king. I need the whole board. And that's what he's saying to the rich young ruler. He goes, I need it all. If you want to be perfect, needing and lacking nothing, if you want to inherit the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. If you're not living in joy and peace, you know what it is? You're probably holding on to a pawn. If you want to experience peace and joy, it's time to release the pawn and go, Jesus, you can have it all. I wonder if there's anything in your heart, if I go, what's that one thing that you need to give up? What's that one thing? Because faith without works is dead. I used to go to sleep at night listening to this Jason Upton song where he goes, it's no sacrifice, Father. Take whatever you want. It's no sacrifice. Father, you can have it all. Tell me what you want. You can have it all. I will pour it out at your feet. So we're going to sing this one last time. Like I said, if you want to go, no shame here. Believe me, I love to eat too. I'm starving. All right? We're going to sing this one last time. If you have something, if you have a past memory, a hurt, a brokenness, a secret sin, something that you've been holding on to, I just want you to hold that in your hand, and I just want you to release it onto God. And go. You can have it all. You're worthy of it all. Take it all. You can have it all because I want to experience peace and joy. I want to experience freedom.
6: Okay. So I'm getting. Um, I've been kind of hearing a couple of things that God is sort of highlighting out, hiding out, or sorry, highlighting out to me. Um, and so um, while Lindsay has been singing this song, I keep hearing your cry out to God about um, I keep hearing like and it's almost like happening to me in the moment but somebody in here is dealing with heart issues um, and so that person you're being highlighted out this morning and I believe that God is wanting to heal you right now somebody in here has been dealing with um, the death of somebody important in their life God is highlighting you as well and then some people are dealing I think there's multiple people that are dealing with either a breakup or um, some kind of marriage situation that's been going on in your life and so this morning as we continue i'm sorry lindsay you're, you guys are probably t- tired of singing the song over and over but i feel like god is helping you right now he is healing you he is restoring he there is breakthrough and there is freedom in this room right now and so this is your opportunity if this is you you don't even have to step out here god is going to meet you right there in your chair where you are if you feel called to move out to kind of as a symbol to accept to receive this morning then so be it but i feel like this morning God wants to do something special in your life. And this is your moment, this is your opportunity. So if this is you, just raise your hands up right now. And so God, right now, we are releasing healing in this room. We are releasing restoration in Jesus' name. You know, one of the things that I remember um, like a couple years ago when I struggled really, really bad with certain things, I felt like, God, um, like, you ever feel like, well, God, like, what are we doing? Like, why, this is always happening to me. And this song, this a few of the songs that we led this morning, you guys need to go home tonight or today and download these songs. And when you're in this moment where you're feeling like you just got bad news at the doctor's office or your divorce is kind of in shambles and you're getting nothing or whatever your circumstances are, um, the death... this of these people in your life is sort of weighing on you turn these on god is wanting to meet you this morning oh i feel that so strongly so let's just kind of we're going to sing this one more time and as as you sing this raise your hands do something different to receive what god is wanting to do